Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and along with my support, Paul, uh, our engineer, I am super excited to welcome my friend Ray Granger to the show today. Uh, before I get Ray to share his amazing story with us, um, let me tell you a little bit about Ray. He is the founder and CEO of a company here called Mavenlink, and it's a fast-growing software company in what I'll call, and Ray will probably correct me, but I'll call it the services, business management, and collaboration space. It's a huge market that Ray and Mavenlink are really leading the way in and have almost created this new category. Um, so we'll talk about that. Ray uh, is very well educated. Uh, he came out of Harvey Mudd College, the very distinguished institution. He's also been a trustee there for a number of years. Uh, before Mavenlink, he was a managing partner at Accenture, a global consulting firm that many people know, and he was a partner there for nearly 20 years. And a lot of the kernels of ideas, as Ray's shared with me over the years, came out of his experience at Accenture. So I think there's a great story to be told there in how the experience that you have in your current job can really help be the seed of idea for an entrepreneurial venture. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, Ray started Mavenlink 10 years ago, and over the last 10 years, they've had an amazing run in building it and building it here in Orange County, and of course, that's why he's joining us on Accelerate OC today. I've had the pleasure of knowing him nearly the entire run of these 10 years and have always been so impressed by his leadership and his energy and his support of the Orange County tech community. It's easy to just put your head down and uh, focus on building your company, but Ray has has been willing and and always available to encourage and support others and participate in the community. Uh, he's built an amazing team. I know a lot of the folks over at Mavenlink. He's built an amazing company, and I'm excited to to talk to him and and talk about it. Ray, it's so great to have you here today. Good morning, Kara. It's my pleasure. So let's get to the starting line here at Accelerate OC. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell us the founding story of how Mavenlink came to, to start. Sure. Well, you um, uh, indicated that uh, a lot of the kernels of the of the idea came from my participation uh, at Accenture. Mm -hmm. uh, Accenture is a large global professional services firm. And uh, in my practice, I served a lot of the software companies in Silicon Valley. A lot of software companies also have services divisions that mm -hmm. implement their products out in the marketplace. And um, uh, I was frequently asked to help those services divisions become higher performers as, as part of my consulting practice. And it typically involved implementing technology as well. Um, and we ended up uh, custom building a lot of the technology. Our perspective or point of view on the range of technology that needed to properly support and automate certain uh, processes in the services uh, business uh, was broader than what the marketplace was offering. Additionally, what we noticed was that um, uh, projects were getting shorter in duration. You know, these long mm -hmm. three-year SAP mm -hmm. implementations mm -hmm. where you just park a bunch of people on clients, that, that was kind of diminishing and going away. 
projects were getting shorter. And the real problem to be solved was more of a, a human services supply chain problem, where most of the technology vendors in the past were addressing financial management only. This was really a people management and deployment and staffing challenge. And so we approached it from a services supply chain point of view. And I think that was the unique um, approach that we took to uh, to solving the, the, the problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so those were the the kernels. Um, interestingly enough, we um, uh, I decided with my uh, two co-founders, I had left Accenture knowing that I wanted to go do this business. Joined mm-hmm. a small company mm-hmm. called Inquira that uh, I and a couple of my partners had invested in through Accenture, um, and so had a little bit of understanding of what it means to make venture capital investments and mm-hmm. from that side of the business. Um, but hadn't been an operator in one of these companies before. Mm-hmm. And so left the firm to to join uh, a company called Inquire. It's now uh, Oracle Knowledge. It was acquired by Oracle several years ago. Uh, and uh, and that's where I really learned the operational side of running a software company. So I practiced first. That's a, And that's a great point that I think a lot of people don't appreciate. So that, I mean, maybe that was a little bit the uh, engineering uh, training or something in a very deliberate step to do that first, and I'm sure that served you well. It, it, it did. Um, I knew that starting this kind of a company was going to require a lot of capital, and the first capital in was going to be mine. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make the best use of it and deploy it in a way where I was being thoughtful and had some idea of what I was doing. And so I went to Inquire to learn uh, a bit more about that. We had raised a couple of rounds while I was there and so saw how you might more effectively deploy capital mm-hmm. post-raise. And so, mm-hmm. so knew a little bit more and then left um, uh, in two, at the beginning of 2009 to, to found Mavenlink with two of my partners from Inquira. And um, as you recall, uh, you know, around January 2009 was a really tough time yeah. <laughs> uh, from a, a global recession. And, That's right. Uh, but we, we, we bit the bullet. And it, it, as it turns out, it was a really good time to, mm-hmm. to found the company. I had sold some of my founder stock from Accenture and had, it in ca- had all of our seed capital in cash mm-hmm. when the mm-hmm. recession hit. And so that was uh, you know, just sort of luck. Uh, of good timing. So we had a, you know, a good amount of capital, seed capital, to get the business going. Um, but I knew it would take, at least I, I believed it would take probably about $100 million to go grow the kind of company that, that we were mm-hmm. planning. I, mm-hmm. I, my, my partners had asked me how much they thought it was going to take, and that's what I told them. If they really believed me, they wouldn't have joined. <laughs> they didn't ever quit their company. And so, really, it's going to cost 100 million bucks in this recession? Exactly. Break, right? Yeah, that seemed yeah. insurmountable, I'm right. sure, at the time. Right. So that was the kind of the, the genesis, and we all believed in the in the idea. They believed that I had the acumen and, and domain expertise to, to shepherd a uh, the technology in the right way, and you know we had some seed capital to get get this thing going. Mm-hmm. So you you've told me before th- um, that the other co-founders were significantly younger than you, yeah. and that you were deliberate in that decision. Yeah, yeah ha- share with the the audience that how that experience of having some different almost generations sure um, really gave you a unique perspective yeah i think that's been one of the key success factors of this company number one is you know kind of what's the ideal number of co-founders mm-hmm. uh, that you might mm-hmm. consider um, you know, one's often considered uh, too few, right? You just don't have enough resources or breadth of skills, and you're wearing so many hats to begin with. Um, and so kind of the research had shown, like, three is kind of the right number. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our case, um, you know, I was the, the principal domain expert and, and, and uh, salesperson, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had Sean Crafts, who... Um, 
came out of Berkeley Law during the dot-com boom and, you know, just went straight into the startup world. Mm -hmm. So he had Mm -hmm. a a decade or so of startup experience and he was being an attorney. He was also a deal guy, really good, you know, on the fly deal shaper guy and, um, and, uh, brilliant. And then Roger Neal, our technical co-founder, who's up in Silicon Valley. So complementary skills all the way around. Mm-hmm. And then we're also separated by a decade each in age. And I think that that's contributed to the endurance of this partnership that mm-hmm. we've had in growing this company, that our personal lives uh, don't overlap, right? It's when we come together, it's about business. And then mm-hmm. we, when we separate uh, at the end of the day, sure. our lives are completely separate, mm-hmm. right? And I think mm-hmm. that that has served us well. Um, in terms of operating together, but it's also added to a perspective on the business, you know, a decade, you know, or two apart. um, And I think in the right roles, having the right age group, right, right, has served us well, Mm -hmm. too. So that's just, I think, one of those uh, things I thought about early that it would be beneficial. It's it's played out that way. That's amazing. And I think amazing, too, that 10 years later, all three founders are still there. I, I can't think of another startup that I know so well where that is the the case at the 10-year mark because of life circumstances or founder relationship yep. issue, whatever it may be, uh, it, that's surprising and certainly a testament to your, your leadership. Well, we've had our fair share of um, squabbles, let's sure. say, right, and sure. disagreements. And I, I went into it operating the, the company um, – with the same principles that we had at Accenture. Accenture was a partnership at the time, and mm-hmm. I liked that construct. And so, though I was the, the chief executive, um, we were really uh, uh, partners in the way that we operated, and everybody had a pretty strong voice in, in executing mm-hmm. our strategy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a really compelling, even just choice of, of language of partners. Uh, co-founders, I think, generally speaking, they're all going to come at the business from that point of view, but it's not always the case that the CEO believes everybody remains a partner. And so I think, again, um, in that perspective, you know, 10 years and yeah. that, that's uh, incredible. And, and certainly I, I know sets the culture tone for all of Maven Link. It, it does. They're, they're both fixtures in the company. And I think that um, uh, it's important that people see others, uh, other founders mm-hmm. uh, in a pretty strong way in the company other than just me. Sure. Right. And so I think that's the, that's the case. And, and um, each year we, we do something we call the Founders Award. Um, we, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a you know, really nice award, $5,000 of stock options. And, um, uh, uh, you know, we dress up in tuxedos. It's kind of a big that's event awesome. in the company. And mm-hmm. so we, we continue to just be out there in front of our, our employee base. That's great. Well, let's uh, let's get under the hood uh, a little bit more here uh, with Maven Link and, and with you. I know you've shared with me that this entrepreneurial journey has really transformed you. Um, talk a little bit about sort of the the transformation personally that that you've had through this journey so far. Oh boy, um, you know, having been a partner for nearly twenty years at Accenture and working with some of the greatest companies in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, being a senior executive in the company, I thought I kind of thought I knew a lot or mm-hmm. kind of knew it all. I was mm-hmm. at the pinnacle of my, uh, you know, leadership skills and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and I have sort of had to rebuild everything. I've leveraged that foundational mm-hmm. knowledge that I had. But, you know, everything came at me uh, really uh, new in this uh, in this journey. Um, though I had been part of making venture capital investments. Um, it's different when you're going out and seeking venture capital and the number of people and the rejection and trying to persuade people, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just looking for that 
you know, one group that's going to believe in what you're doing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the big learning through all of this, so everything was a, you know, a new skill, you know, growing a SaaS company, the architecture, the partners you might be finding a market, you know, all of that was brand new, frankly. Um, and a lot of it was, was making some, some educated guesses and mm-hmm. some, some bets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, you know, after 10 years, I mean, this is a game of endurance. You know, it, it really is. It's all about having the tenacity and endurance to get through the rejection. Um, uh, you know, there's it's sort of like the next month is going to be better. Mm-hmm. And that's really this, mm-hmm. this, and what I mm-hmm. see with most of the successes that I've been, uh, aware of, right, or, or, or close to. Um, it really is just making sure that you've got enough dry powder somewhere, right, that you can just sustain the business and get it to the next stage, mm-hmm. right, and just endure mm-hmm. until you, you break through. Mm-hmm. Did you have any of those moments along the way where you said, you know, maybe I'm not an entrepreneur? You know, um, if I did, I would have, you know, pressed the erase button on that idea mm-hmm. really yeah, fast, yeah. Yeah. right, because um, self-doubt, and it creeps in every once in a mm-hmm. while, right? Mm-hmm. you, you got to just find a way to push it back or sure. compartmentalize it and just get it out of the way uh, because you have to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because there are, are mm-hmm. others that, that just don't. That's right. Um, and so you have to first and foremost, I think, believe in yourself. Um, and I've always thought that, um, you know, just with my engineering background and just being a professional problem solver, mm-hmm. that there's just always a solution there's to things. Always, always. And there's, there's always somebody out there who's willing to help you. You just got to go right. find them. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. And that's why this is a game of endurance. If you just last long enough, you're going to find people that believe in what you're doing are going to help you out. That's awesome. So any stories that come back to you from those early days, it's been 10 years that, uh, for a lot of yeah. people, that's a, that's a really long, run, especially in today's yeah. career uh, you know, sort of uh, turnover that, that you see in, in jobs and, and careers, any of those early stories that, that come back to you either to just remind you of this is why we're, we're, we're doing it from those early days or that that just hit you from time yeah. to time? Well, there's because we started the company at the time we did in, mm-hmm. in early January of 2009, we had to get extremely cost conscious. Mm-hmm. The money was ours, um, and subsequently from friends and family through a convertible note that, that we had raised about a million dollars. So we had their money to steward mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and we were, were very frugal uh, with money. When we raised our first large round of capital, uh, the motivation uh, or the, the, the direction was to scale quickly. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't used to spending money like that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a mistake, <laughs> right? Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, we've learned from that one, and now we're back to our original roots a little bit about mm-hmm. being much more fiscally conservative, mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. really how a business uh, ought to scale um, uh, more predictably, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and just getting really fiscally disciplined at this, this stage of the business, right? Mm-hmm. And that would be the guidance I'd give anybody else once they raised their first significant, this was about a $40 million round uh, when we raised our first you know, significant round, um, is be thoughtful about the deployment of that capital mm-hmm. and how fast you're really going to scale sure. the business. Well, and I've seen where it, it can become even a little bit of a frenzy. Yes. Where if one department looks like they're really investing a lot of money, another one almost feels compelled to, to do it. And I've seen it with hiring. I've seen it yes. with um, spending, you know, all those. So I think it's a great point. And you, you don't want to be penny-wise, pound-foolish, but you want to, to your point, be responsible and, sure. and deliberate. Yeah, you've got to know the, the levers of your business, right. how they're measured, 
and um, you know quickly make adjustments. After our, our first significant round of capital, that was a Goldman Sachs investment. Um, it was, you know, we thought we had it. We thought we had the product market fit mm-hmm. and even our up markets that mm-hmm. we really had like two clients in. Right? Sure. Uh, and we thought it was time to go and press the pedal on. And every two weeks we'd have board calls just talking about, are we on hiring plan? I mean, it was a, we were hiring 150 people as fast as mm-hmm. we could. I would recommend against that mm-hmm. and <laughs> be more thoughtful, deliberate. And, and so, so we're back to really looking at, um, you know, healthy growth, not crazy growth. Sure. Um, you know, in the, at our stage, we're at a 40% growth is a really good growth rate. That's amazing. Um, and, uh, and, you know, driving a cash flow break even business and, and uh, just being fiscally thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I think sometimes it's easy to get pulled into the allure of Silicon Valley approach and, you know, you'll read blitz scaling or, yes. or one of these that, yeah, growth at all, all costs. And I, I think that's a great cautionary tale for folks to, um, consider different, um, and each business yeah. is different in, in whether it's the sales cycle or the maturity of the market or whatever it may be, it is a key part to understand to really figure out like what is the right way to grow in your market. If it's yeah. a land grab and, um, you know, there, there's a competitive landscape and somebody's going to win, um, it may be a totally different approach, but, yeah. uh, it, you know, I think you, you, you give some great advice to others out there that there's not just one way to go about it. Well, the, the thing to be aware of, too, is the investor mindset uh, is fickle, mm-hmm. and it changes, mm-hmm. right? You're going to raise mm-hmm. capital maybe every couple of years, and um, you know, at one point it's going to be you know, grow, 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 grow at all costs, mm-hmm. and that's where the value is derived. Mm-hmm. And then it changes to where it's um, uh, uh, grow uh, uh, at the right unit economics of the business, mm-hmm. and so they're going to look more at that and ratchet down the growth rate a little bit and focus more on the uh, economics of, of that growth. That's right. So this, this whole show is about accelerating innovation and activity here in Orange County, and I'm committed to trying to build more of that connectivity across our community here. As you think back to the early days of Maven Link uh, and with the countless new startups that are emerging here in Orange County today, what, what things could the community have done to make things easier for Maven Link in those early days? Well, you know, 10 years in, we feel much more connected to the community yes. than we did in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, uh, before I started Maven Link, I spent a lot of time up in Silicon Valley, you know, a decade or more. And I had very little in the way of a, a, a business network here in, in the community. Um, my co-founder, Sean, um, had much, much more. Uh, mm-hmm. He grew up here, and he had a, a pretty good uh, connectivity into the community. And he first connected us with Octane, and that's where mm-hmm. you and I had a chance mm-hmm. to, to first meet many years ago. And I think that was um, uh, the first time I started getting connected into the community. So Octane was the, the uh, uh, gateway, really, for, for, for our company for mm-hmm. that um, in terms of um, you know, advisors and other people who could connect us to, you know, venture capital, uh, you know, get venture capital meetings or, you know, people who could be brought in and uh, test our go-to-market approach and those mm-hmm. kinds. Of, that was a real kind of the first uh, entree into that. So, and I know Octane's, we participated in, in different capacities with Octane. So that's been a good vehicle. And you guys went through the Launchpad program. There. We did. We, we were one of the early Launchpad mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, realized that, um, 
had we not done something like that, we would have been much less prepared to go out and raise uh, mm -hmm. institutional money, mm -hmm. right? From from that, we it really shaped us. So we didn't really know what we were doing, <laughs> frankly, sure. and it really shaped us up on how to really get the business uh, presented in a way that made sense for investors. Uh, so we we did that. Uh, other um, things that are are we're much more dialed into, but they just sort of came to our help. Um, was Irvine Company, mm -hmm. um, you know, f for that's a unique asset uh, really mm -hmm. to tap right. into here, right? right. Uh, a, a company with that broad of a of a real estate portfolio um, to allow the flexibility for entrepreneurs to have a you know a very small space to start, but mm -hmm. a presentable space and mm -hmm. grow a team, mm -hmm. uh, and not worry about breaking leases, you know, right. and the costs of doing so, and so being reluctant and holding your business back. Uh, Irvine Company's been a fantastic landlord. With uh, we've been with them for five plus years or so, and four spaces. Right? And they've so, been getting, I think, even increasingly more flexible and and more strategic they have. in working with folks. Too. They have. That's you know, great. The, the the reputation is that you know sort of they own the whole county, sure. and therefore it might be. Um, uh, uh, tough from a pricing perspective. We've not found that. We've found uh, they've been very flexible. Um, uh, they've got uh, uh, spaces that are appropriate for for startups. You know, some you know quite might be considered quite small, but mm -hmm. just perfect for for a small startup. And then growing, we now have got sixty thousand feet with the Irvine Company and a really great uh, deal. So Irvine Company has been great. The other great partner that we tapped into uh, is Silicon Valley Bank. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we've been with Silicon Valley Bank for about four years um, with different types of, uh, of, of loan vehicles, uh, term loans, line of credit on our recurring uh, revenue, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, flexibility when things aren't going the way you planned, right, and being That's able right. to work with us to get mm -hmm. through uh, mm -hmm. some rough spots and, and uh, tune things up. So Silicon Valley Bank's been a good partner. And then um, Carrot Capital uh, Partners as well, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, they're mm -hmm. headquartered here as well as uh, San Francisco. And so we were able to tap into them locally. They're our largest investor. Mm -hmm. uh, Carrick has north of or nearly $50 million in the business. Um, and so a local local uh, uh, private equity group right, came to mm -hmm. our aid mm -hmm. as well right, to right. help the business. That's right. Were there any things that you sort of scratched your head early on and said, why isn't this here? Uh, and or or it seemed appeared too hard to to locate versus maybe your time spent in Silicon Valley. Yeah, the one thing that um, you know when you're in Silicon Valley, right? This has been a, a an institution <laughs> there for you know fifty plus years, um, and uh, and we didn't have that when we. Uh, so I was not surprised by it, but wished it had the same uh, feel where you could you know go to any meeting, you're, it just every interaction, whether you're at you know. Phil's Coffee, but sure. it's nice to see Phil's Coffee yeah, is exactly. now here and Blue Bottle and you know, right. SAP down here. That's right. Right. That's right. Everybody's making their way down here. Um, uh, but that, that was lacking here at the, at the time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that there's much more, I mean, the things that you're doing, Octane's doing, to bringing, uh, those are the, the gateways, right, to bring the community together because there are very few other ways that entrepreneurs come together here. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but But through... Uh, events, meetings, uh, people have a chance to get to know one another in the community. That was uh, lacking uh, 10 years ago, and it's much more prevalent now. And as I mentioned, right, you've got uh, leading private equity firms making investments here. We took mm -hmm. a round from Goldman mm -hmm. Sachs a few years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and uh, and I think just in our last round, we talked with many, many private equity investors who are keen on investing in Orange County, mm -hmm. right? They're not that they're tired of Silicon Valley, but they recognize that there's a lot of talent and great entrepreneurs in Orange County. Right. And so we've seen, you know, significant investment making its way here. That's right. Well, and it's great to see, I mean, folks like you and uh, I had Kyle Cameron's on a few weeks ago who's has Cloud Verga on 
uh, a rocket ship and uh, several others of, of some folks that will be on in, in the coming weeks who have built great companies here. And I think that will be the, the reinforcement to the capital markets and, and hopefully t- to as, as there's some liquidity achieved. We saw Silence get acquired earlier mm-hmm. this year and CrowdStrike go public. And we're seeing some of that sure. uh, that will hopefully lead to the reinvestment uh, and um, budding new entrepreneurs sure. out sure. there. So that the, it seems like we're on the, the the right path. We are. We had you know Instamed, which is um, their technical headquarters, is here in mm-hmm. in, uh, mm-hmm. in Newport Beach, and one of their co-founders here. Uh, they just had a really nice exit mm-hmm. to, to J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. right uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some some great stories like that that we we want to keep telling to. As we talked about before we started, the, a big part of this is about letting people know in the community here that the resources, like several you shared, they're here. Um, the entrepreneurs are here. The the support network is here, uh, and people just need to to step out and and show themselves so that we can we can be there to help them. And in some cases, it's coaching them. This idea isn't fundable for whatever reason, or it's not big enough yet, um, but. Um, all types. And I think that's that's really what we want to create here in Orange County is a place where anybody can be an entrepreneur yep. and, and we want to help them succeed. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a couple more things. We're about out of time. Paul's giving me uh, the, the high sign. Uh, what can the community do today? I mean, Mavenlink is on a continued growth trajectory. Um, people here want to help companies like Mavenlink be as great as they can be, what can the community do to help you today? Well, we're, we're, um, we recently just took a, a significant round of funding. We mm-hmm. hope that to, to be our last round prior to a, a public offering or, or some outcome of the business. Um, and that gives us an opportunity to um, uh, accelerate our uh, strategy and hire some really new uh, additions to our executive team. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those folks that are listening, we're hiring. Mm-hmm. Marketing, sales, product um, you know, are some key roles, right? Also a CFO, mm-hmm. right? So, so folks who are, are, are able to take a business to the next stage that we, we aspire to. So that would be one thing, right, that to, mm-hmm. uh, those folks that are out there and trying to place people in what they think are exciting companies, we're, we're open for business. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's great. So final lap, um, one of the things I'd like to ask all of my guests here on Accelerate OC is to share either a, a lesson that they've learned or some kind of tip with the audience uh, who are largely people who, who really are thinking about building uh, a company here in Orange County. So any uh, lessons you've learned that you haven't shared or, or tips that you'd have for folks here? I'll, I'll go back and I'll, I'll just reference this book I, I yeah, shared I with mean, you. Yeah, I first, uh, first guest ever uh, to bribe me with a there book, so I'm greatly appreciative yeah, of, it's, of uh, this. You know, we did talk about this. You know, early on in my career, I, I spent a couple of years in Antarctica, and, and so my entrepreneurial hero was Ernest Shackleton, mm-hmm. or is Ernest Shackleton. And his family motto was, by endurance, we conquer. Mm. Uh, and mm. uh, and that is something that I've adopted as well. I, I alluded to that earlier, that in an entrepreneurial venture, you, you're going to come up into, uh, against every obstacle you've never imagined. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to reset goals, uh, get through it, shift your strategy, find something that works, anchor on that. And it really is an endurance game. Uh, and so, by endurance, we conquer. That's, that's a great quote. I will definitely... Uh attribute that one to you through uh, through the Shackleton family. Ray, thank you 
so much for taking us on this ride today for leading by example in the community here and you know being available you've done so much and you know you're definitely doing your part to accelerate oc my pleasure thanks for having me carrie You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together. 